We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. In a world where the lives of everyday people are preordained by the script that must be followed, a ragtag team of scamps dare to speak their highly unqualified opinions publicly. They dare to go off script. Unscripted, the film show. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. You can't handle the truth. Man, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Here's Johnny. You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Good afternoon. Welcome. Okay, good. It's definitely Mike too. <laughs> so, Rach, Rach is going uh, headphones free tonight. I very rarely do this and I feel very uncomfortable it about it. It does make uh, doing the, the desk a bit more difficult. It does. It does. I'm, I'm thinking we're sounding okay. And that's all I have to go on is that my confidence is there, that I've done this before, I know how to do it, I don't need to hear myself yeah. in well, my earbuds. Any, anyone who's uh, you know, listening and knows how to like PM us on the uh, on like uh, message or anything like Pretty that. Pretty sure he's talking to you, Alan. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> if we're sounding okay, just like give us a thumbs up or something like that, just so we know that we're doing well. Um, <laughs> but uh, as soon as I walked in the studio, yes. um, my uh, my allergies just like kicked into, into full gear. So I don't yeah. know, I, I can see a little bit of dust on the uh, the uh, the desk here. I'm not I'm not like bagging out like about uh, you know cleaning or anything like that. It's a completely volunteer situation I, going on here. No, I understand that. It's 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 me. It's my nose. Yes, that is really fickle. And uh, the, the worst thing about it is, is that like I've got a deviated septum, and I, I need to get my deviated septum fixed. And can't just like break that like they do in the movies. Well, that's part of it. Is like, like oh. uh, but the oh. thing is. There's two ways of doing it. Either they do just the inside bit, and that uh, that involves uh, you know a certain amount of you know stuff, or they do the whole thing, which is like a nose reconstruction, rhinoplasty, even. Yes, yes. So, uh, but if I get that done, I can't sneeze for like a week. And oh well, that's no good. I sneeze every freaking day, <laughs> and so I'm trying to find out what it is that causes my my allergies. I'm pretty sure dust is one of them because. At work, I was uh, just, I picked up some uh, like pipe things that were dusty. All of a sudden, just like went off, went off. And like so a frog in a sock. I did. I think, I was, I'm thinking dust is my, my enemy, is, yeah. is one of the things. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. But I, I booked in with an allergy specialist. I don't know if you've, you've ever tried to book in. I think there's like two in Perth. There must be, because like it, I booked it like five months ago, and it's not till October. It's just ridiculously long. Yeah, there's there's lots of appointments um, you have to wait for. So and I'm, welcome to the medical side of unscripted. Yeah, so I apologise. The reason I, I bring that up is because I apologise because I probably will be a bit nasally during the show and have to blow my nose. So, so yeah. yeah. That's right. We will ask him to leave the studio completely if he goes and has like a complete nasal breakdown. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, um, Cecilia is out tonight and it's Lewis and I. There's not a whole lot because last week was the big, you know, crazy Barbie Oppenheimer week. And so things are a bit pared back this week. There's not a whole lot that we have to talk about. The Scandinavian Film Festival is on oh. and it's on for, I think, another week or so. So I'll briefly talk about that. And Lewis has seen a lot of TV shows, so or maybe just one. I don't know <laughs> because he walked in not long before I put the microphone in my face so uh, and the microphone in his face yes. as well. So we shall find out what today's um, show is going to bring. And Alan says we sound good. Excellent. Thank you, Alan. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um, our original unscript tonight. I can't believe he just yeah, it's it's so good. Like he's been listening for so long. Thank you very much, Alan. That's uh, it's a, yeah, I, I'd, I'd give you an award, but I, yes. I haven't got any. <laughs> I, I I would give you an award as well for listening to us for this long. It's crazy. Well, so it's, it's like an award for endurance, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right for putting up with us this yeah. long. Um, but anyway, um, squeaky mic. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I've got a different chair tonight. The other chair was having a bit of an issue. An issue. So. 
I've got an issue and you've got a tissue. <laughs> Very true. Well, actually, I've got toilet paper. Oh, uh, God, that's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, no, not quite as good. I, 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 I was in the car. I was like, should I grab some tissues? I like, nah, I'll be fine. Well, I'll I mean, fine. we've got some sponsor breaks. At one point, we've got a sponsor break that's almost a minute and a half. Um, you could run down. I could do that. I'll run back up and I'll be puffed out. Yeah, it's so like, next half hi, of the show. thanks for joining us today. Exactly, exactly. No one wants to hear that. Um, but, yeah, so uh, it's been I got just, just every every week goes so quickly. Just, I know. I don't understand this. It's just. I can't believe it's Thursday again. Um, and I feel horrible because I've been, like, either working because I was working full-time the last couple of weeks or doing uni work. So I've not had a chance to see anything because I had an assignment due this week. So, yeah. Um, I didn't see. Yeah. I, I didn't see anything. But um, Kat and I decided uh, a while back that we were going to rewatch. Uh, oh, I thought of something. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> I had to. Yep. <laughs> keep going. Uh, Kat and I decided a little while back that we were going to rewatch all the Star Wars films uh, in 4K. Oh yeah. Because uh, we've got a 4K telly and a, and a player in our bedroom, so we thought we'll do that. Um, and so uh, we've we got through the original trilogy, which is still like you know uh, it still holds up. It blows me away that Star Wars: the, A New Hope was made in the seventies, and uh, Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back and uh, Return of the Jedi, which made like late seventies, early eighties, they still feel like they could have been made today, which is just ridiculous. Like you know the um, the directors, the writers, the all the effects people. I immediately. Sorry. Uh, I mean, I, I have a friend who is a little bit younger than us and she grew up on the other three, so she's called her son Anakin. But, I mean, Anakin's also re- referenced in uh, the original ones as well. They talk about Anakin a lot in uh, in uh, Return of the Jedi. I mean, they do, um, but not to the point of, you know, they do. In, and I tried to explain to her that uh, I've tried to watch... Um, Phantom Menace twice and I've fallen asleep at the same time twice. She asked when. I said, oh, when they're having that big meeting, like, you know, with all of the different people, it's like a big senator's meeting. And she's like, that's like towards the start. And I'm like, well, I guess I guess I've not watched much of it then. <laughs> so you didn't see the ETs? I got to see ET. Yeah, oh. that's it. The first in the first, yeah. like, you know, senator's meeting. So I, I liked the pod racing. Um, that was enjoyable. Oh, Lewis is really oh. struggling. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but the, so the the first one wasn't too bad. Like, still, it's it's an okay film. Not great. Like, not to, not to stand up. Oh, dear. Oh. oh. Lewis is, <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do this show. We do. We're just going to struggle through. Um, yeah, so the, the first lot is, 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 you know, it's not fantastic, but it's still watchable. And it certainly gets better when you get to, um, you know, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Which I've not seen because um, I think the second one is Attack of the Clones. The, the second one is Attack of the Clones. Yeah, and oh, I don't God. even remember that. I've only seen it once. Um, See, Attack of the Clones is like the first film you basically got, um, you know, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. They go and they go to Naboo to stop this like trade thing happening, a blockade to stop people getting to Naboo. And then they go off world and end up on Tatooine where they meet Anakin Skywalker. And Anakin Skywalker, he's got a mum, but he had no dad. So he just like was a kid of the force. And uh, Qui-Gon is is just, he's like, my God, this kid is the one. He's going to bring balance to the force. We must train him. Liam Neeson? Liam Neeson, yes, right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so so, uh, he brings uh, Anakin, like Anakin's a slave and he frees Anakin, doesn't free all the slaves. He's... You know, not not uh, he's not selective. He's selective in the, the slaves that he frees. Um, so he uh, frees Anakin and takes him back to uh, Coruscant, where the Jedi Council is. And the Jedi Council is going. Now this kid's too old to train. Like Anakin's like eight, <laughs> and, and they go, "No, he's too old." He's a small eight. I, I think I don't. Know, I'm just guessing he's okay. eight, but he might have been five or six or whatever. But he, they, they say he's too old. You, can, you can't train this kid. Too old. You know, obviously past use by date. Um, <laughs> at 47, I feel screwed. I'm never going to be a Jedi. Um, 
but then they uh, so they say that, and then uh, you know there's this you know bit of you know fighty fighty and stuff like that, and then Qui Gon gets like stabbed and dies, and then says to Obi Wan, "Spoiler alert! I know. <laughs> well, if you haven't seen it yet, it's, you're probably not going yeah, to. Yeah. I think he's, that's the, fair. The thing is, is like, I find he's like you know when he dies, he's like to Obi Wan, you know, train him. He will bring balance to force. He is the chosen one, and like." He's not. Years later, like in uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show, um, Obi-Wan is trying to communicate with uh, Qui-Gon. Like, cause, uh, he's like, are you sure about this, dude? Yeah, no, he's, he's trying to communicate with him because uh, Yoda said it was possible and so you need to, you know, figure out how to talk to, to Qui-Gon. And then eventually at the end of Obi-Wan, you see Qui-Gon uh, come back. And it's like Obi-Wan never goes... Dude, what did you? Did, he wasn't didn't bring balance to force. Didn't you see everything he's done? What's going on? There was none of that. And I was like, yeah, that that would be the first question I would have had for Qui Gon is, you know, what the f- hell, dude? But anyway, um, yeah. So we, we the first ones are okay, but the original trilogy is just really rewatchable. Like, and and even after seeing it like hundreds of times. There's still stuff I pick up in there, um, and I just go, oh "My God, I didn't know that before." But uh, uh, but then the uh, prequel trilogy, uh, sorry, the sequel trilogy, the uh, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. We've only watched uh, Force Awakens and Last Jedi so far. They're still watchable films, but the the, the lack of continuity mm. is so evident when you yeah. see them because you know when you had the, the the other ones for for good or for bad, you had that you know, person running the show, George Lucas. Yeah. And so he knew what he wanted to do with, uh, you know, A New Hope, Empire and Jedi. And he knew what he wanted to do with the, the prequels. But then you had this, uh, the, the new ones, and it was like, okay, so J.J. Um, Abrams, yeah, you, you do, um, you know, Force Awakens. And then they, they got Ryan Johnson, okay, you, you do The Last Jedi. And I think Colin, uh, the guy who did... Um, uh, did I am not the best Jurassic person to World. ask this one. Um, yep. He was supposed to do the third one, but they, they ended up deciding not to go with him and he left and then they went with JJ coming back and he wrote and directed the, the, the third one. So it was kind of like you had uh, JJ do the first one and then Ryan Johnson came in and did the second one and he went, oh, I want to go this way. Mm. And like the, the turn and went that way. And then when JJ came back, he was like, yeah, but I really want to come back this way. Yeah, yep. it would have been so much better had you had one person just go, okay, JJ, here's your here's your trilogy. Now, whether he wrote and directed every one of them, it doesn't matter as long as he was the one saying, here is the story beats we've got to hit. Yeah, this is where we're going to start. This is where we're going to finish, and this is how we get there. The in between bits, you guys, you hash that out between Do yourselves. Your stuff, yeah, but. You've got like one person running the show. I mean, he's, he'd be the Kevin Feige of, of Star Wars had that yeah. happened. So I understand why people get annoyed by the sequel trilogy, street sequel trilogy. But if you watch them on their own, they're not too bad films on their own kind of thing. So mm. I, I enjoyed watching The Last Jedi, but when you rewatch it, you realize just how much Poe screwed the pooch on the oh. whole thing. Like he was just like he was the the, the reason that the the rebellion or the resistance uh, had no chance because he just wouldn't see another point of view. So it was it was it was really interesting watching that. So yeah, that that's what Cat and I are doing at the moment. I, I'd recommend we're going to be coming into a time, a period of not a lot of new stuff coming out mm. because obviously we've got the the writer's strike and the writer's strike has been going on now for. I think going on three months, um, and then we've got the actors striking as well. So yep. when the writers were striking, that kind of meant that any TV shows and movies that were already written could be filmed because you didn't need to have a writer there rewriting it. Mm. Although, admittedly, it's a good thing to have a writer there rewriting it because sometimes you go, oh, this line doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, can we get the writer in so they can rewrite it? Not now. No, you're not so, paying him enough. Yeah, so... Her. Well then. So the uh, the writers haven't written anything for for three months, and then the actors go on strike. It's very difficult to make anything without actors. Well, and I think the actors have taken uh, have taken to the streets because at the end of the day, you can't do anything without a writer. And there's um, I saw James Gunn talking about, or Sean Gunn, sorry, um, talking about how. You know, you've got these streaming platforms, which we all enjoy. There's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, the head honchos are making, 
you know, millions and millions mm. and millions of dollars and you've got writers that are not making much at all and then the the content is so prolific. It's like is there maybe too much content? I don't know. But the thing is back in the day the uh, when there was networks and uh, I mean, there still are networks, just no one watches them. Um, <laughs> back in the day like they, they would have shows and the shows would be paid for because of the advertising. So yeah. people would be uh, watching the show and there'd be like an ad break and there'd be like four ads and then all that money goes to the uh, goes to that you know the the, the tel- television company, and then they're making money from it. So they give residuals so every time they show that show. Mm. Residuals go to the actors, they go to the writers, they go to the people who've got those residuals in their contracts. And so a lot of writers back in the day they'd be working on a show, and then they'd you know finish that job, and they'd be looking for their next job. But in the interim, they'd be getting residual checks, and mm. those checks would be enough money to kind of like get by and you know live your life. But now with the streaming services, the residual checks have just gone to nothing. Mm. So people get residual checks, but the residual checks are like three bucks or some of them being like three cents. Why would you kind of check for three cents? I don't know. Surely the paper costs more than that. You would think. And the postage. Yeah, so the... So that's the thing is like, you know, it's coming to a point now where you can't be a a, a writer uh, for film and television unless you come from a very wealthy background and you've got parents who are going to support you because mm. you're not going to be able to make that money to be able to, to actually have a life. And well, this is a writer's life full stop because, you know, the only people who make money as writers are extremely successful ones. Mm. You know, all the middle ground people still got day jobs like... You know, I spoke to a, a writer recently and she's had a movie made about her or a TV series in America made about her um, young adult series and she's still got a day job. So, you know, it's like... Uh... But the downside is when people are thinking about actors and writers on the picket line, they're thinking that these are millionaires on yeah. the picket line. And admittedly, yeah, there are some millionaires on the picket line, but they're not there for themselves. They're there for their fellow actors mm. and their fellow writers because, like, most actors and most writers are just living day to day. Yeah. And, you know, they need to be able to make you know, a living to be able to have housing and afford food and look after their families. Mm. So, you know, even though I'm, you know, passionate about movies and, and TV shows, I'm willing to go a year without there being anything produced as long as these people, you know, can eventually get, you know, the, the, the money that they deserve. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, and also get protection as well because, you know, we hear so much about artificial intelligence and, like, you know, we've seen oh, God, examples yeah. of, you know, people writing film scripts with artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. So obviously for writers that's a very scary proposition. For actors, equally a scary proposition because they can just take your face and they can take your voice and they can pump something out. So uh, again... Like, you know, the, the people have got to protect, protection and they just, you know, uh, you want to know that there's going to be a job there, there's going to be a future there and they're not going to get replaced by machines. Um, funnily enough, you had James Cameron going, dude, uh, told you about this in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all didn't listen to me. No. I don't know why he, he was from somewhere down south. Anyway. I, that's the accent he, he puts on every time he wants to make a point. So. Yeah, yeah. Y'all didn't yeah. listen to me. <laughs> But yeah, it's but it's interesting times. But that, that's but what I'm saying is is that there is going to be a, a gap of mm. new stuff coming out, and there's been so much stuff that has been made and so much stuff that's good from the past that this is our opportunity to go back and and revisit that stuff. Yeah, and maybe watch stuff that we didn't get a chance to um, when it originally came out. So what we might do is quickly play a couple of sponsors, um, and we will be back talking about some stuff we've seen. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. So we were talking before about um, maybe going back and seeing things that you missed or, you know, just just old stuff in general. Um, I watched a film which I think came out last year called A Man Called Otto. This got Tom Hanks in it. Did you see this film? I did, yes. Yes. Wow. Was not what I expected at all. I don't know what I was expecting. I'm a because sh- the ad shows you. Okay, you got. They this. don't. They don't show a really pertinent thing that could be very triggering to people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. There's a few things they don't show, um, but then no one would see the film. I think. Um, well, see, the thing thing is, like, 
I think it's been out long enough uh, that we should be able to talk openly about the, the, the film. You think? But before we do, uh, the, the, the film does have uh, does uh, cover the topic of people being so depressed that they want to kill themselves. So there, yeah. there's a suicide warning here. Yeah. Um, so if that's triggering, just uh, don't listen to the show for... And, and don't watch the movie. Yeah, don't watch the movie, yes. yes. Um, it's... Man, I cried so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the trailer basically shows you this dude called Otto who is a total grump. He lives in this little um, cul-de-sac type thing and he goes around checking that the bins are emptied properly, that the recyclings are done properly, that the people who are parked on the street actually have a permit to park on the street. Like he's, he's just really um, particular, I guess. But then in the movie you actually get to see who this person was, where he came from, his previous life before things became so upsetting for him um, to make him so depressed. So you do see his his wife and the things that happened, um, yeah, leading up to, to where he is now. And I think there was a couple of things in this movie that um, I was surprised by. Obviously the suicidal ideation type stuff was I was not expecting um, and I think if you, I don't think I would watch it again. <laughs> if you, oh, wa- really? uh, yeah, I don't think so. I think it was a little bit too triggering for me. Mm. Um, but it's, I mean, it does. And this sounds bad, but it's, I think, supposed to be a really dark comedy because he is trying to finish the job. Well, but he can't seem to finish the job. I, I don't think it's a dark comedy uh, so so much as like it's. I mean, I didn't laugh. Don't get me yeah. wrong, <laughs> I didn't laugh. Yeah, it's because yeah, it's not. It's not played for laughs at all. No, like, the 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 story is more about a man who has just like you know feels like he has nothing to live for, and then is given a reason to live. Yeah, and. Uh, so it is uplifting in is, in a way, and it's, it rem- a, it's a massively uplifting film. And the other thing that I thought was really interesting was that I think he may um, struggle from a a mental health issue to start off with, or a neurological disorder. Um, possibly he has, um, you know, ASD. As um, oh, sorry, it's escaped my mind. Um, you know, people say, oh, I think he's on the spectrum. Right. It's, that's not Asperger's. the correct terminology anymore. Not Asperger's. Right. Um, oh, why is it not in my head? Anyway, everyone who's listening knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but, yeah, there, lots of people are saying, oh, I think this person might be on the spectrum. The terminology is no longer correct and um, I have just forgotten what the new um, terminology and correct terminology is. But I appreciated that someone who is like he is and, and struggles with those things um, of almost like um, OCD sort of type proclivities is being shown on screen because I think a lot of those people don't get shown on screen. So, mm. uh, and he's not ever got the help he needed. So um, I found that interesting as well. But Tom Hanks is in it. Um, I'm not used to seeing him play somebody that grumpy (laughs) (laughs) well that's see that's the thing is like i like seeing tom hanks play outside of yeah me too his his usual kind of uh, characters you know playing like he's played the ultimate nice guy mr rogers and and now like he's he's looking at you know different kind of characters and you know playing uh you know a grumpy person or playing a bad guy Mm. like that's interesting like no one wants to see an actor playing the same role over and over again no no and this film um i i think it was spectacularly done and i'm pretty sure i found it on prime i'm not 100 percent sure but you will be able to find it on a streaming service because i did um but it's actually based on a Scandinavian film, mm. so which is why I decided to watch it because the Scandinavian Film Festival is happening. So there's um, before, before we get to the Scandinavian oh, yes, Film Festival, yes, um, we were talking. We were talking about like watching older 
you know, films and, and movies and stuff like that. Um, and it, it uh, brought up another uh, bit of news that came out this week um, about physical media. Now, you know how passionate I am about, like, Blu-rays and DVDs and 4K. Mm, yes, yes, I do. Um, and how important it is to have have those collections and have access to them. Um because you know, if you want to watch a film, you're never sure which streaming service it's going to be on, and you know if it's even on a streaming service or mm-hmm. if it's the version that was originally seen in the cinemas. Because sometimes now they go back and they you know take things out and put things in. And well, see, I thought I had Mean Girls, went to find it, couldn't find it, and then I couldn't find it on a streaming service that I had. So it was like, well, I wish I had that on DVD now. See what I mean? See what yeah. I mean? Uh, the news came out this week that Disney is no longer going to be uh, bringing out any more DVDs, Blu-rays and 4K with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 being their last release. Wow. Now, I had mentioned earlier about uh, you know DVDs and, well, more Blu-rays and 4K and stuff like that, you know, being a market for, like, you know, uh, Disney, uh, which is weird that they'd be you know stopping it in Australia. Now I know we're a relatively small market. I think there's like you know 20 million plus of us. So maybe they just went well. You know they're not a big enough market. So let's not bother making Blu-rays and DVDs for their region. Mm. Like they may be still making the American ones, which means that if we want to get you know anything for Marvel after Guardians, we might have to go to America or the UK to get those those discs. Mm. I don't know. I'm speculating. Um, but it also maybe is that uh, Disney's going to cease making these kind of Blu-rays, DVDs and 4Ks and then focus on higher value collectible versions of them oh, down the track. Yep. So instead of us spending, you know, back in the day you'd spend like, you know, 30 bucks on a, a Blu-ray or a, a 4K and you would get like hours of additional content. But as the years have progressed, the the actual you know additional content you get on these things is just been getting less and less, and it's not really worth watching at all. So maybe that. And I mean, a lot of the stuff is available on YouTube as additional. So what I mean by that is, there's so many interviews um, about particular movies that if you were really desperate to find out more information, there's tons of information on IMDb half the time. Or there's interviews on YouTube, but the what's missing is the commentary. Yeah. I think that's the only thing I really miss about, you know, the old media. Oh, no, I miss about it. I miss everything. It was like the, uh, all of the feature And the bloopers. Yeah, exactly. All bloopers, uh, the, the commentaries, uh, outtakes, deleted scenes, uh, you know, featurettes, like how they made the costumes, why they made certain choices. Like for a person to, in a film, it's, it's a goldmine, but it's just been dwindling away over the years. And I'm thinking maybe that's their thoughts, is that instead of like people spending 30 bucks on a, a Blu-ray, uh, which is tantamount to bare bones, that they'll you know put back that stuff and mm. then charge us like sixty bucks or something like that. So they know that collectors will will buy them. Yeah, uh, it's just you know at what price point and you know if they're putting out less of them, then you know maybe it's going to be better value for them. I don't know what the strategy is, but Disney like back in the day they used to vault things, so they would like oh yeah we're not producing any more of this. Um, if you haven't got it already, you have to wait until we bring it out of the vault. And so maybe this is the modern-day version of the vault, is that you can mm. see things on streaming, uh, but if you want a physical copy of it, you have to wait until we put out a collection and then pay the additional money for the collection. Well, I mean, I don't like to badmouth Disney, but they like to make money. I'm sure they will find a way to market this. I'm sure there's lots of people... Um, in the marketing department who've crunched the numbers um, and have chosen that for a really good reason. And I think you might be right. I think they will go down that collectible type, um, you know, avenue. Well, I mean, you look at vinyl. Have you gone to a record store recently? Uh, no, I haven't, but yeah. records are expensive, I know, because yeah. I have some. <laughs> yeah, so you go into a, a, like a record store. Records used to be like, you know, you'd go into a, rec- a record shop and you'd, you'd buy a record for like 20, 30 bucks and, you know, that's how it was. They were, they were pumping out records. They, they made them like there was no tomorrow. Now they still make records. They just make less of them and they're going to cost you $60 plus mm. per record. Yeah. and. In a world where you can uh, you know, subscribe to your, your st- music streaming service and just have most music at your fingertips, um, the records still sell because the collectors want 
the experience of putting on a record and listening to it and then flipping it over and then listening to the second side? It sounds different. It 100% sounds different. When you listen, listen to a song that has been put into a digital format, all the sound is like condensed. Mm. And uh, Quizzy will be the first person to tell you that, you know, records are better because, I mean, he's got a massive collection. Quizzy, um, if if you're listening uh, live, you can stay tuned to Quizzy's um, crate digging show after us and, yeah, that's that's all he talks about is, you know, awesome records and, you know, goes to Amsterdam and mm. goes to record festivals and stuff like that. So it it does sound better. And and for, for my money, like, uh, if I'm watching a movie, I would much prefer getting the Blu-ray or the 4K and watching that than streaming it because... I've done that. We were watching Harry Potter and we you know, watched a couple of episodes and then I was like, oh, um, what's the next one? And I went and got the actual Blu-ray and played that. The The actual quality of the picture was a, a lot better. Mm. The sound was a lot better. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I mean, streaming it just it doesn't touch uh, on what you can get quality-wise from a Blu-ray or 4K. I just have to find somebody who still owns a VHS because we've still got, the Star Wars, original Star Wars 3 movies, um, 3, 4 and 5, yeah. on VHS. So they're the ones that have not been played with and had digital stuff put into them and so, yeah. I is just, it the widescreen version or is it pan and scan? I don't know. They're very old. It's got the black, would it have black, uh, uh, like a black barb top and bottom? I can't. I don't, don't know <laughs> because it's so old that I haven't, what, I haven't had a VCR for like, I don't know how long, so see, I don't remember. See, but that, I'm pretty sure it's, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. See, that's the problem is when uh, they brought out the original kind of videos, they didn't have them as widescreen. So, yeah. So the ends were kind of like cut, were off. cut off. And so to get the kind of picture, they kind of have focal points of the uh, of what you're looking at. So you're not actually seeing the movie as it was shown in cinema. Mm. Uh, you're seeing it as it's shown on a square tv screen yeah um so the the only real like versions of star wars the original trilogy that hasn't been uh adulterated um is uh the the um laser disc there was a laser disc version that went out and that is the original um star wars in uh, letterbox format wow so yeah there must be someone out there who's got that yeah, laser discs did not last long. <laughs> well, because they, they, they were kind of like a record because I think they had like, you know, uh, part of it on one side and you had to flip it over and then yeah. have the other side. No so one wants to do that in a movie. They do not. Not every movie needs, a, not every movie needs an intermission. I think they were thinking that that would work because uh, reels of film are generally like two yeah. reels of film and they have to splice together at some point and that might have been their thinking of it. It's like, oh, well, people like, you know, there's two reels of film Two sides to a disc. Let's do that. Yeah, and then Blu-rays came about, and <laughs> it was yeah. That, but, see, it's like the the VHS and Beta thing. Like yes, yeah. Very so true. Yeah, anyway, we, we will take a short break, and we'll be back. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. So, if you're listening live, you would have heard our um, Lunar Essex um, sponsor, um, which is kind of good because. Um, I was just going to give a quick rundown of the Scandinavian Film Festival, which is showing at Luna Leadable. Um, so we've got tons of movies from um, documentaries to comedies and uh, there is and, and dramas and thrillers and basically anything you could imagine. Um, but if you've never seen Let the Right One In, which is phenomenal did you know that's 15 years old really yes my goodness i know i can't believe it came out 15 years ago because i remember seeing it with you guys like to review it on this show mm. how long i've been here um <laughs> uh being here longer longer uh, yes quite right uh, yes um but it's actually going to be the closing movie of the scandinavian film festival so that's happening on wednesday the 9th of august uh, at 7 p.m so uh that's cool that's very cool. Um, but like I said, A Man Called Otto mm. was originally a Scandinavian film and a lot of these films uh, will end up 
you know, either being remade or well, not a lot, but some of these films will be remade. Some of them are going to get nominated for awards. Some of them have already been nominated for awards. So there's tons to check out. And it's, I, I really enjoy the Scandinavian Film Festival. I feel like every year, I, last year's um, one of the films ended up in my top 10. So it probably was in my top five, actually, <laughs> if I'm honest. So if you're interested in watching a little bit of the, um, awesomeness that is Scandinavian Film Festival. It is going until Wednesday the 9th of August. There are some films that are selling fast. So um, go and check out them at scandinavianfilmfestival.com. You can have a look at the session times for Perth and all the other films. There's lots of trailers and whatnot on there to to have a look at. So, yeah, get into it. Um, The other thing I was going to talk about was you... And I both like a bit of a quiz night. Not that we've been to many of recent, but I have been to a Mean Girls one. I think I'll go to one on the weekend. I think I'll yeah, go to a, like an 80s quiz night or something on the weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, but, yeah, Bamboozle do a lot of really cool quiz nights. They've got, um, yeah, like they've got one for friends coming up. They've got a 90s quiz coming up, um, 80s and 90s quiz night. Uh, but there is a few movie ones coming up soon. Oh, geez. Quiz of Thrones, if, if you're a Game oh. of Thrones fan, coming up in um, in August, so check that out. But there's a Potterheads quiz night coming up in um, in August as well. So there's a movie, a movie trivia quiz night happening on my birthday, Saturday the 26th of August, at Hammond Park, uh, the Quarry Bar and Bistro. So I'm... I'm not... They're not paying me to advertise this, but I'm very tempted mm. for my birthday... To go there and like get a team together and and get on it. What, so what, what's the, is that a themed quiz? Or? It just says movie trivia movie. quiz night. So we could do poorly mm. or we could do spectacularly. Um, and I think like as much as I love Harry Potter, I just don't have the information. I don't think I don't. I'm not going to compete at all. Mm. I, I, I with a lot of Potterheads out there are massive Potterheads. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm interested to do that. Um, the frustrating thing I always find is that we we usually uh, at a quiz night, uh, particularly if it's like film or Marvel or something like that. Yeah, we're usually good enough to get like you know fairly you know top five. Uh, yeah, but never good enough to get number one because no. there's always some weird person who's either like some sort of savant or is cheating, or like Travis. I don't know who I, knows everything. I don't know. Like, you know, I don't even think Travis would be. Uh, you know, no, I think I think it's still like he's not. He's not an idiot savant. Like, he's not somebody who just like remembers absolutely everything. No, like there there was the nineties, and he did uh, you know smoke away a lot of uh, like his his uh, his memory. So, um, <laughs> so no, no, I, I, I kid, I kid. But um, he's educated. I kid because I love. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's it, no. I think it's just the, the people who win those things. Yeah, they're, they're weird. <laughs> they're, they're, they're special. Oh, they are, and they they deserve to win because like yeah, I've got other things in my life, but uh, for them, the uh, yeah that uh, that voucher is important. I I'm surprisingly good at music quizzes. I don't know why, but as soon as a music quiz, I've been quite good. I do remember one we went with like Beck and John and um, back at a million years mm-hmm. ago at Clancy's. We did pretty all right there. Yeah, I was I've, pretty happy with I've, that. I've got a friend who's a, a, a Disney uh, a Disney friend uh, who we went on a, a Disney cruise with, um, and he uh, like literally they could play a Disney song, and he'd only need the first couple of bars before he knew the song and the movie it was in. Yeah, no, I couldn't do that. Yeah, it was that was uh, it was scary, uh, but we, we we won a nice little like you know plastic uh, medal, so <laughs> that was good. Everyone loves a I bit just, of a plastic medal. Well, he won. Medal. It, we just rode his coattails. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you, Stephen. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you heard of the TV show Taskmaster? Taskmaster. No, I have heard of the comic book character Taskmaster, okay, but that's... I don't think the two things are connected. No, not at all. So there was a British or is a British TV show called Ta- Taskmaster. Um, some of the seasons are available on SBS. Uh, but it's it's really huge and originally one of the guys who's on it uh, created it for like a film, a, a comedy festival and then it got picked up and now they've had 15 seasons and then there's a season in uh, like New Zealand or up to their second season um, and we have an Australian season with um, or Australian version with Tom Gleisner, not Tom Gleisner, Tom Gleeson right. as the taskmaster 
and then each season, so we've only had one season, but each season they have like five comedians and they give them ridiculous tasks to do and they get points based on how well they do the task mm-hmm. and sometimes they do the task terribly um, and hilarity ensues. So it was originally on um, 10 and I think it might be on Paramount at the moment but it is so funny and it's got uh, Nina, um, oh, I've forgotten her last name. Conti? That's, no. no. Okay. Oh, it's a Japanese oh. surname um, and I've forgotten it completely. Um, Jimmy Reese, who used to be on an Australian, like, kids show, but is he, he's, he's like guy, a TikToker. He's the guy that does the, uh, the like, the scanning stuff yes. in different states. Yeah, yep, yeah. that dude. Um, it's got uh, Luke McGregor, who's hilarious, Julia Morris, and I think her name's Danielle Young. Right. I, I've never heard of her, but Take she's hilarious. Um, so... Yeah, the the show is so funny. Um, yeah, I was going to say something else. <laughs> it's well, my mind. But, yes, it's very good and if you can find it, do watch it because originally I started watching the British series and I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is for me. And Chris is like re-watching it for the second time so I can watch it with him. I wasn't aware that he'd watched it before. So, uh, yeah, I'm very much enjoying it and oh, laughing a lot. Excellent. Uh, well, move it, moving away from uh, like game show kind of things and into uh, the, the the very rare earth of scripted TV. Hmm. Um, the uh, Secret Invasion on Disney Plus uh, just finished up last night. The last episode in the six episode season uh, dropped. Um, it was like I have seen uh, like the Secret Invasion idea. Uh, you know, scrolls come to Earth and hmm. they kidnap certain people, either super-powered people or people in positions of power like presidents and uh, prime ministers and, you know, uh, heads of business and stuff like that uh, to, like, you know, basically take over the world. But instead of doing it like, you know, going out there and blowing stuff up, uh, they just, like, you know, secretly take over the people who make decisions. Um, I mean, that's clever. It is clever. Now, the the original Secret Invasion comic uh, that that I read, uh, it was it was about them replacing a lot, lot of different superheroes uh, to try to you know take over and influence things. Uh, then there was another version where it was more they were uh, like taking over people in powerful parts of government. Uh, the, the Secret Invasion TV shows are kind of like a mishmashy kind of thing because. Obviously, they don't have the money to bring in your Hemsworths and your Evans and your mm. Danny Juniors. So, a lot of references to superheroes, but you never actually see any superheroes in the. In I get the show. annoyed by that. Well, no, I mean, Nick Fury. Like, oh, Captain America, he's off, like, you know, he's off world at the moment. Yeah, but Nick Fury is the main character in this, this show. Yes, this is true. And. It's because, like, you know, scrolls are taking over people. You don't know who to trust. So mm. he's kind of keeping his circle very tight. Um, the, uh, the the show's uh, got, um, as I said, Nick Fury. It's got Amelia Clark. Um, ben Mendelsohn in this, ben, yes. Ben Mendelsohn. Is, so Ben Mendelsohn plays Talos, and Amelia Clark plays Gaia, her uh, Talos's daughter. Yeah. And the. Um, in this, you've basically got the the scrolls were promised by Nick Fury that he'd find them a world that they, they could be their world. But we're decades later, and Nick is no closer to finding them a world, and they're getting very, you know, frustrated. And Nick's kind of been using the scrolls as a, you know, a f- source of information and uh, in you know, information, uh, intel and wet works when required. So getting the scrolls to hi hand kill- up yes. Yep. Wet works. What's that? Uh, getting the scrolls to kill people who need, oh, okay. who need killing. Um, <laughs> and so the the scrolls have kind of like become a bit radicalized, and they've decided that they're you know they need a world. The Earth is here. They might as well take that. So because the scrolls aren't uh, affected by radiation like humans are, their goal is to basically start World War Three, have a lot of bombs go off to kill all the humans and then just leave the Earth for the scrolls to be able to inhabit because, as I said, radiation doesn't affect them. Um, it's an interesting, inter- interesting plot, uh, but I just think the execution of it leaves a lot to be desired and they make some decisions particularly in the first episode that affects a a major character in the marvel cinematic universe that you're kind of like going oh 
why did you do that? Like, I kind of like that character. Oh, no. Um, yeah, so, look, I enjoyed it. I've seen a lot of different versions of Secret Invasion. To me, this is just another version of it. I enjoyed it for what it was. Mm. But, uh, like, the feedback from, you know, Kat was that she wasn't really digging it. Um, my friend Jason, uh, I think, what was his... Um, I think he sent me through his review. Um, I'll see if I can find. I'll see if I can find his review. But um, he he wasn't uh, he wasn't happy with the um, uh, with uh, Secret Invasion. Um, I think sometimes, like I said before, like there's almost too much content, and it can't all be amazing. And I think with the Marvel universe, they've pumped out so much stuff so quickly. Like it, I mean, it's been twenty years. I get it, but. Because uh, it was 2001 or something when Iron Man came out, was it? 2008. 2008. Okay, close enough to 20 years, um, 15 years. But I just feel like they've pumped out so much stuff and not everything is going to be quality. Like WandaVision was amazing, but, you know, not everything can be WandaVision. Yes, yeah. But it's uh, this is a different kind of thing as well. You're dealing with, like, you know, spies and government mm. and, like, I think a, a lot of people were annoyed that there wasn't more special effects and big fight scenes and stuff like that. It was This was a lot more grounded. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, you had also Don Cheadle in there was playing Rhodey, or was he? You have to watch to find out. Oh. Um, well, obviously he wasn't. <laughs> Olivia Coleman plays Sonia Falsworth. Olivia Coleman. Like, I mean, worth it for the for Olivia Coleman alone, surely. She's a freaking genius. She uh, is. At the best of times. In this, she's a sinister genius and just is, is fantastic. You know, bubbly and frightening in the same sentence. Just, I have to try and find that film that I... Confetti. Have you ever seen Confetti? I think that's what it's called. I'm going to look that up because I'm probably wrong. Keep talking. <laughs> I, I will keep talking. Um, yeah, and uh, it's yeah, uh, the, it's it's a really like I enjoyed it for what it was, as I said. Um, and if you already own Disney Plus, get on it. Just you know, check it out. It's not. It's like probably less than six hours of your life, and <laughs> uh, it's. I, I still think it's good. Uh, Dermot Moroni's in there as well. He plays a plays a president of the United States. Um, yeah, it's. I I just yeah. Uh, it's the the bit of the Marvel Universe that's a less flashy bit. Yeah. And I kind of like spending a bit of time in the less flashy bit. And <laughs> it's um, also, uh, pri- <coughs> Sorry, my, my also priming you for the Marvels, which is coming out soon because uh, that also features uh, Nick Fury as well. Very good. Hmm. So I was correct. It was Confetti um, and it came out in 2006. I'm sure you've seen this. It's a mockumentary where three couples are competing to win the best, most original wedding. So you've got like Martin Freeman and Jessica Hines playing a, a couple that are trying to do like a musical Broadway type wedding. Um, then you've got Stephen Mangan and Meredith McNeil, uh, both comedians, yeah. Um who are doing like a tennis-based wedding. I, yeah, I think, yeah. And then you've got Olivia Coleman and Robert Webb, again, both comedians or she yeah. actor. Anyway, uh, and they're doing a nudist wedding. Right. I think I do, I do, do remember it. I, yeah, it's, yeah. it's incredibly funny. Yeah. And she does stuff like that and then she goes and does like um, really dark stuff as well. And, and she does Broadchurch. She's just multifaceted, that woman. She's a hell of an actress. Actor. Sorry. Oh, I didn't know. I'm, I'm always behind. <laughs> anyway, we will be back momentarily. Um, so our show is coming close to to the end. Um, what what do we have to talk well, about? The other thing I would suggest as well is uh, Ahsoka is coming up very soon. On Ahsoka. 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 Now, you're showing your ignorance about Star Wars here. Right, because to <laughs> me, I'm like... Like a super soaker no, no, no. A that you put water in and you like no. shoot water out at people. No. This is a Sokatano uh, who is like the... Nelly, Nelly Furtado. No, uh, this is. Don't you love me? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is the uh, pad, former Padwan of Anakin Skywalker. Did you know that? No. Um, I saw a meme on Facebook today that I felt like I was really me and it's like, don't you wish that when someone was talking you could just go, I don't care, and walk away. (laughs) I think that's how I feel about Star Wars these days because a lot of the information is just like, um, I think I've seen enough. Well, 
So the that doesn't sound good, does it? No. So in uh, between uh, the Attack of the Clones and uh, Revenge of the Sith, there was a time called the Clone Wars, right? And they made a TV uh, animated TV show called the Clone Wars. I do remember that. Never watched yeah. it though. But and in the TV show, they introduced a Sokotano who was the Padawan of Anakin Skywalker. Uh, so through uh, the, the the Clone War, she was you know fighting by Anakin's side, and uh, then like they had a falling out, and she went off to do her own thing, and then she turned up again in Rebels, and then she turned up in uh, the Mandalorian. So I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about now. now I think my problem is my brain just deletes people's names. Uh, so you would know the name Rosario Dawson. Yes. See, this is why. Uh, yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. So Rosario Dawson is playing uh, Ahsoka now. Um, so obviously every other incarnation of her before has been animated. Mm. Uh, and now you're seeing the uh, the live action version. And if you really, like before, you know, if you've got the interest to watch Ahsoka, um, you know, you can go back and watch Rebels and you can go back and you can watch uh, the Clone Wars, which Kat and I are doing at the moment. And it's not a slog, but it is seven seasons long. Yeah, that's, so, a, sl- that's a slog. So it's 100 plus episodes, but it's great. It's really just entertaining. Um, you know, Dave Filoni is just a freaking genius. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so if you've got time on your hands uh, and you want to get prepared for Ahsoka, uh, I'd recommend doing that, but you have to do it quick because Ahsoka is coming out in the next month or so. So... Right, well, I've put that in our group chat, but y'all are going to have to fix the spelling on that. Yeah. Because I literally wrote a soaker. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, I suppose we're going to have to try and squeeze some watching into the next week. I don't think, I think next week we do have, I'm not going to be here because I'm seeing Gran Turismo. Mm -hmm. Um, I put my hand up and I said, me, 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 please me. Um, So, yes, I'm looking forward to that and I will have a review for it the following week. So I'm looking forward to it as well. I'll probably go and see it on the, on the weekend because uh, it looks like a good film. Very interesting. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I put my hand up first. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's a Wes Anderson film uh, coming out, Asteroid City. Yes. Uh, and I think I've missed uh, being able to get to the, uh, the preview. Yes, because I think people put their hands up for that very quick. Mm. So yeah. uh, I'll talk about uh, other people's reactions on next week's yeah. show. <laughs> my, Fair enough. My boss was so disappointed because I don't say he relies on me to go and, feel like uh, he does. and see a film and tell him if it's good or not. Uh, he... He had issues with Top Gun Maverick and he was like, you like Top Gun Maverick and it was a very terrible film. And I was like, yeah, dude, everyone liked Top Gun Maverick. Uh, yeah, like, you're that, the, that's, that's on you. Yeah, you're the one that's in the wrong here. So. Well, I think you have to find your person as well where like, okay, I like the kind of movies that this person likes generally, mm. so I'll probably like that film that they've suggested. And I think that's that's where you got to go. Like the stuff that I watch is completely different to the stuff that my boss would watch, yeah. for instance. So, you know. But a Wes Anderson film, like Wes Anderson film could go either way. Like It can. I like his films but not all of his films. Same so, That's yeah. 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 Anyway. Yes, but we got to get out of here. Um, catch you later, guys. And if you are listening live, uh, Quizzy is here and, and he will talk to you all about his amazing record collection. Um with crate digging. So we'll catch you later, guys. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture.